Welcome to the Mindful Career Transitions Podcast. This is the show for you if you've had success in your current career, yet you feel like there must be a more fulfilling way to spend your day. Listen in as we share wisdom, career change tips, and expertise on making a mindful transition to a fulfilling and meaningful career. Here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello there. It's Liesl, and I just want to apologize. We had a glitch with our recording, and the sound quality isn't as great as I would usually like it to be. I asked Diane, and we decided to just go ahead anyway because she had such incredible information for us. So we'll do another recording with Diane at a different time with a better recording quality. For now, please forgive us and enjoy her fantastic information. Hello and welcome back to all our wonderful listeners and I'm really grateful and very excited to introduce you today to my guest Diane Howell-Topkis. We're going to hear some incredible wisdom, wonderful questions and very empowering information when a person is going through a career change or even thinking about it and I'm going to ask Diane to share with us some very profound wisdom that she's had um, and and encountered and and gathered on her own journey through career changes, and she also works with clients. So, let me share with you a little bit about Diane, and then we'll write we'll dive right into our wonderful information today. So, Diane Topkis is the midlife woman's career coach. She helps women gain the clarity and confidence to reinvent or re-energize their career into meaningful work for their next chapter. Her clients have successfully discovered new possibilities and developed new levels of personal and professional success. Diane loves what she does, and you'll hear that just now as she's talking to us. Her very rewarding career brings a deep sense of peace, freedom, joy, and fulfillment. However, there's of course a limit to how many women Diane can help personally through coaching, so she started writing her Career Clarity ebook series to share her knowledge and experiences so, so that more women can benefit from her proven signature process and find the clarity that her clients have. Like many women, Diane was stuck herself in the same routine, living life by default, until she stepped off that track. Typical midlife reflections of where am I in my life turned for her into several major life transitions. Some were planned, like empty nest, divorce, and some not, like being laid off from her corporate marketing job of over 30 years. Working with a career coach herself, she discovered she wanted to help other midlife women to find their way. Welcome, Diane. What a privilege for me to, to speak with you today. Thank you, Lisa. I'm very excited to talk to your listeners and with you. Thank you. And so I'd love to ask you about first question is, how did your career journey go? And, um, you know, you can start sharing from way back when or just the other day, just what, what, what feels good for you. And how did you end up today to where you work with women, helping them to find a career that they love? Well, Liesl, as you just mentioned, I waited a little too long to make my career change. I waited for an external event to sort of kick me into gear. And that was getting laid off from a job that I had been with for a long time and should never have stayed so long. Um, so my immediate thought had been, you know, when you get laid off, you're shocked. So I need to find another job right away, another sort of high-paying marketing job. 
But then I realized that even though I didn't have a job, I was feeling a sense of relief from the stress that I had had. And maybe I didn't want to go back to that kind of job. And I stepped back and started looking inward. I did use a career counselor myself. And most important, I did some financial planning. And that gave me some insight into what did I really need to live on? And I realized I could I could live on less. And it freed up my thinking. And uh, I also realized that I just did not want to go back to a corporate environment. I had a long career in sales and management and marketing. But what I realized through the help of my counselor, that what I love best personally and professionally, was helping either colleagues or friends, especially women, find a path to do what's best for them and help them realize their uh, full potential. And that's where I started exploring. And then I had to think, was there a need for that? Could I build a business? Could I market myself? Um, and so here I am. I decided, yes, indeed. <laughs> I became a career coach and now author for Midlife Women to help them do what I should have done long before I did. Mm, that's a wonderful story. And I find so often that sometimes our own path doesn't go as we planned. It comes from something either traumatic or a life event that kind of shakes us up a little bit. Yes, yes. And sometimes we should have you know, seen it ourselves, but we can't. Sometimes we're in that tunnel. We just have to wait for something else to shake us up. Yes. And then it's so valuable when we can listen to that shake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and start doing something about it. So, um, I'm very interested, Diane, um, that you, it sounds like you particularly work with women in midlife and career changes. What's special about that for you or how, what's unique about that midlife search for meaning? Uh, interesting because midlife, it's sort of a normal stage of a development. Obviously, we're in a midpoint of our life, literally. And usually we're starting to look forward and there's a fear related to that. Some resist and sort of hold on to their youth and old expectations. And those are the ones that go into a crisis. But I actually found that women and this perhaps was mainly based on my friends and, you know, my own kind of age group at that time, are more open to change. And maybe because we've taken on so many different roles at this point of our life that we want to shed a few and put the focus back on ourselves. And um, the braver women turn into their fears, even if they are uncomfortable, and see it as an opportunity to find their more authentic self. And they have a new sense of freedom. They have a sense of, okay, I've gotten this far. What do I want to do for the rest of my life? And it may not be what I've, what I'm doing now. And, uh, they're looking for something new. And this is kind of that moment that I love working with them because they really are ready for change. So that is wonderful. So it, there's, there's this sense of, uh, it sounds like there's a sense of wanting to do something for themselves for a change when maybe the the life before that has gone with so many responsibilities for children, for family, for whoever they were working for. So this is for me, finally. Exactly. Exactly that. This is their time to look forward and say, okay, maybe I've got everything else in place. I've had my kids. I'm, you know, they're, they're on the right track. Now what, what about me? Mm, so yes. About me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it is so important. It's, it's such a pity that 
we sometimes have to wait until midlife to yeah. say, what about me? But yeah, at least we have that opportunity. It's like a, another phase that can come in and, and help us to decide what's good for us. Well, and actually the truth is, Liesl, is that sometimes when we're younger, we're not ready for that. Right? We're still growing. We're still learning who we are. We're still learning if the job is right, if the spouse or partner is right. You know, do I have, have I had my children or do I not want children? There's a lot of early decisions that are still happening when you're younger. And midlife is when a lot of those decisions have happened, hopefully by choice. Um, and then we can start taking a look at the next phase. Mm, that's very wise. Yes. So let the other things be taken care of first. And that then leads me to the next question. So obviously when we choose a career, then when we say, Oh, what about me? So this is really for me now. We want it to be meaningful. Otherwise it's just another job that we have to sort of escape from after a while. How does one find meaningful work? Uh, interesting. Well, just to define what meaningful work is, it, doesn't necessarily mean sort of a do-gooder, charity, or or peace corps in the U.S. Uh, type of work. It's about what work makes a difference to you personally. And that's where the meaning comes from. So how do you have an impact on someone or something? How does your outcome of what you do, is it compelling and does it energize you? Just you, not anybody else. And once you have that definition of what your personal definition of success, then you can ask, how can I bring more energy, what energizes me into my work, into my life? But the definition has to be an internal one. And that's, mm. I think, the change of where midlife women and men, of course, um, often are headed is to, am I, what I'm doing, does it make a difference to me in particular? Mm. And what I also hear is that, those very important words you said, a personal definition of success. So in our youth, we may have been chasing different things. Like maybe money was very important because mm. we were building a family and we needed to create that safe environment for children and so on. So when we get to this place where we can make a different decision, it's so important to make sure that our personal definition of success suits us now. It's it's not from the past. It's, it's almost like I think that's why people need a, a coach to help us to – Get the truth out of us, that authentic answer. Yes, indeed, definitely. Hmm. Um, Diane, in your work with clients, I'm sure you've come across um, maybe some hurdles or obstacles or, or some challenges that they face in finding a new career. Can you share some of that with us? Indeed. I think most of my clients have found the biggest hurdle for them is knowing who they are and what they want. And, and that is huge. Uh, once they figure that out, that gives them a personal power to make all sorts of decisions. Um, you know, most people are somewhat organizing to put a plan together to find a new job if they just, you know, want to find a new position. But what they can't do is make that meaningful change until they figure out who they are. Um, and, and that's not easy to do. In my coaching, I have a series of questions that I lead people through just even to understand and document what your values are. And most of us have never really taken the time or had the opportunity to discover that or who we are and, and what we want. And if you don't do that, you can't make conscious or mindful decisions about your career. Mm -hmm. So 
when I do my coaching, I have a signature process that I work through and two of the phases are called clearing the clutter and listen and learn. And in that we review past jobs, do a lot of exercises to uh, understand your strengths, your values, and your drivers. And we especially focus on your values because by midlife, they're pretty firm, but we can't always articulate them. But once you do, you can really tell when you're out of alignment, whether you're in your job or in your life, you know why things aren't working and because they just aren't aligned. Um, but it's it's hard to, to dig that out. Mm. Yes, indeed. And Diane, just maybe there's some, there are some listeners who are not quite familiar with the term values and maybe some examples. Can you share with us sort of your definition of what are values and some examples that, that people may find easy to sort of identify with? Ah, interesting question. Um, values are really your core beliefs. So it could be as simple as honesty. It could be, um, the, you know, being creative, um, uh, being in a beautiful environment. Um, those are, are some simple ones. Um, it could be that, let's see, some other values. I said honesty, love, um, giving back type of thing and whatever they are and believe me you can go on the internet and simply do a search on list of values and there's hundreds that will come up and you know you could read through those and see which ones resonate with you or not um, and sort of prioritize I have my clients work through so that they come up with their top five values on them and there's sort of a prioritizing um, exercise that do that. But until you find what those values are, um, you, you know what, what drives you. And this is drive, this drives you in your personal life as well as your career. Um, and it's easy then to be able to say yes to something that's important. Or as you know, saying no, just that saying yes also means saying no to something else. But if you understand your reasoning behind it, you can do it. You can have the courage to do it. It'll test you. But until you understand what those values are, it, you struggle with making decisions. That is a really, really important point is the values can so help us to make the decisions because sometimes we at a fork in the road. Should I go attend this thing or that thing? Because we have only have limited time available. So if we know our values and we make our decisions according to them, the decision becomes easy. Yes. And if you've made a decision that's not aligned with your value, you can feel it in your gut and in your heart. You just, and, and most likely, if the decision that you're you're struggling even after you've made a decision to go in one direction and it just doesn't feel right, it's because it's your values are not lined up with it. Mm, so we've got this little internal system yeah. that, that tells us if we're on track or not. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. And it's like your internal compass. Absolutely, yes. And and I don't know if you find Diane that. Um, Sometimes we ignore it. We, we, we've been maybe taught that we should do X, Y, Z, or we should, you know, there's so many shoulds on us. And then we in, ignore that little internal thing that's clearly telling us not the right road, but, but we haven't been taught to listen inside. Right. Exactly. And, and you, we often ignore it. And when you do, 
you wind up sort of paying for it, if you will, at the end, because you just know, you can feel it, that it's not right. Yeah, yeah. And then talking about work and career and so together with values, how how do we align our work with our values? Now that we have done an exercise maybe to figure out our top five or top ten values, how can we find work that align with that or? Well, to find work, um, you it's it's not just your values. You need to also be able to understand what your strengths are, um, what your passions are, what your real interests are. And of course, then is there a need for that in the market? And there's a whole exploration that you'd need to go through. But once you have that clarity, you gain the co- confidence and sort of the power to make more conscious decisions. So you do, you can start exploring, brainstorming, thinking of finding a position that aligns with all of those. So it is your values, but it's also beyond that. You, obviously, it has to be your strengths and what you'd love to do. So there's a lot of exploration, a lot of, um, you know, just now starts with the logistics of finding what the job is, but first you have to know what it is that you, you know, that you want. Mm, okay. That's a really important distinction, I think, because often, well, we live in a society where everything needs to happen fast, right? We've got fast food, instant coffee. <laughs> we are used to fast and a career search may not be an overnight Thing or even in a week because we need to do all this exploration and finding ourselves first almost before we dive into the next career. Indeed, it can take months actually. And and that self-exploration, if you work with a coach, you typically do sort of exercises and, and things uh, a week at a time because you need a few days in between to let it sit with you. Is it right? Did I answer these right? You know, is it really coming from... Um, my heart and it takes a bit of time to just get that early part but if you haven't done that self-exploration you're just going to find another job like I said earlier anybody can put together a plan to go search the I'll call them want ads but you know there's there's so many ways to, to find where the job openings are anybody can put together a very objective um, strict plan to go search for that but they'll just be finding another job. And if they haven't found what's meaningful to them or even why the job they're leaving is not right for them, they'll just bring all their burdens and their problems with them to that next job. So mm. they're going to go through this process eventually or they'll keep changing jobs and changing jobs um, unless you've gone through that self-exploration. That is such an important point to remember. It's almost like, you know, when we're in and out of relationships and we haven't figured out what it is that isn't working. Very much the same. Very much the same. Mm. It's a relationship with your job, with your boss, with your coworkers. Yes. And it all starts with self-awareness and mm-hmm. self-exploration. And if we haven't done that work, like you say, we're going to keep on job hopping and that's not very comfortable. No, 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 not at all. And um Diane, do you find that there are misconceptions when it comes to when it comes to career changes? Are there things that we don't understand properly or that we it's almost like myths? Yeah, I'd say the biggest misconception is that actually that you have to make a huge change to find more meaning in, in your career. And it all goes back to what we've been discussing of clarity of who you are and what you want. So 
I had a client um, not too rec- uh, recently who had just started a new job and she was afraid she had made a mistake. So she didn't come to me uh, looking for a job. She had the new job, but she thought it was the wrong one. And the problem turned out to be was that she was really unsure of herself in this new company and she had lost her confidence. So we did a lot of work on what she stood for, um, how she wanted to present herself, what I'd call personal branding. When she was clear on that, she was able to get back to being consistently communicating it. Her, com- her confidence came back. So she actually didn't have to find a new job. She already had found one. She just had to find a way to work differently in that job. So sometimes it's what I would call re-energizing your current career based on your new understanding of who you are, right? So it could be re-energizing and not necessarily reinventing or finding a new job. Um, as a matter of fact, I wrote a book, um, as you know, Lisa, that called Love It or Leave It, Is It Time to Change Your Career? And I wrote it to help people understand this because a lot of my clients had this question and once you understand what your drivers are and your personal definition of success, your perception about your job may change. Once you understand for what purposes you're working, what energizes you, then you can judge your job in a different light and make career decisions. And maybe you just have to tweak your current job. Um, and you can, you don't have to go actually go out and find a new job. Or maybe you can bring more meaning or creativity or passion into other parts of your life, which allows you to accept your job to say, maybe I'm working this job to send my kids to school, but I'm going to write poetry to feed my soul. So it all goes back to the clarity of who you are, what you want, and then you can understand why you're working and what your job is all about. Mm, that is just so beautiful. And, and again and again, it comes back to the self, to the inside work that we need to do. Yes. Um, before looking outside for the answer. Yep. Yep. Mm, I love that. I've found myself so often that when I, I work for myself like you do and, um, sometimes there are tasks on my list that I just hate doing, I, but I need to get through them because it's part of, I don't have a team working for me. So I need to get these things doing. And when I can find a way to change the meaning of that task, um, suddenly the task doesn't feel so bad to do anymore. So it's kind of what I hear you say is when we can change the meaning around the part of the work that we don't like or um, even the, the whole career is like the meaning is I'm going to pay for my children's college. Right. You put it everything into a bigger picture. Yes. Yes. That's lovely. That is very powerful. Just changing a perception. Nothing in the outward world has changed, but the inside has changed and therefore everything looks different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes wow. a big, big difference. And so, Diane, you, you talk a lot about clarity, gaining clarity, and we keep going back to that point. Is there, I don't know if there's an easy way to get clarity. It seems sometimes to be a little bit of a, well, it's a process, and I'm not going to say it's a hard process, but it's a process. Can you share with us some ideas or tips or how to get clarity? Yeah, and and you're right. It is a process. Um, the very first thing is that you need to be com- kind and compassionate about yourself. 
but honest with yourself. You know, we all have that little voice in the back of our head and we have to quiet that down when we're trying to understand ourselves. So it's like stepping back, gathering pieces of yourself, but without judging them. Let that voice be quiet. And that's not easy. Um, but when you hear those voices, you can ask yourselves, are they true? What triggers them? And some of that helps you get underneath what those fears are or perhaps some limiting beliefs. Um, and that's probably the most difficult part is, is abandoning the judgmental part of ourselves. Um, but you ask, you can ask yourself a lot of questions of what and how you know, about things, about yourself. And once you have those initial answers, though, they all seem very similar. So you have to take that next step. And it's kind of a a technique I use of keep asking why. I have my clients, when they say they like something or they're good at something, I keep ask, have them ask why three times to keep getting below what it is that they really like or what they're really good at. And there's a series of questions and exercises that I go through and many coaches too that sort of build upon each other. And in the end, you come up with this clearer picture of who you are. And once you have that clarity, that's where your power comes from. That's when you can make mindful decisions, conscious decisions, and choices. Mm, That is very powerful. Those questions that can help us dive deeper and that's why coaches are there because we don't know when we're in a situation we're blind we can't see the wood for the tree so we can't ask any helpful questions when we're in that situation yeah and i remember that back from my coaching training the most important part or the the time that they spent most is teaching us how to ask the right questions and also how to listen so coaches don't give advice they sit they'll help the person. I mean, we believe that the person that we're talking to, our clients, have the answers within them, but no one has been able to ask the right questions. And it's hard to ask those questions of yourself as well. So someone needs to ask you the right questions to draw out the answers that are already there. They're just hidden deep down. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so important we get to our own best answers because when it's advice or put on us from the outside, it's it's like a layer of icing on top of a cake that's not okay inside and we will just reject it after a while anyway. Right. It becomes another one of those shoulds that you mentioned before. Absolutely. Another layer of shoulds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Diane, this has been uh, incredibly helpful so far. And I wonder if you just want to share with us maybe, you know, we all walk walk this journey in life and – if you look back on everything you've done, the changes you've made, the transitions that's been in your life, what's been one of the, shall we call it, a, a most successful moments for you or a moment where you thought, wow, um, yeah, this, this was profound for me. Is there something like that that stands out for you? Um, I'd have to say it's, it's many small moments. It's not one big. Uh, one. And it's, and it's really every time I'm working with my clients, as you said, you know, when we're running our own business, there's lots of stuff that has to go on behind the scenes. But when I'm working directly with a client, every time a client achieves that level of clarity, um, that greater understanding of who they are, or what I call it is, it's their aha moment. I, I can almost see a light bulb goes on with them. 
Now they understand what drives them, why they act or react a certain way, why the job doesn't fit, why something in their life doesn't fit. That's what fuels my passion. So that's when I, you know, if I'm ever thinking of stepping away or, oh, what am I doing here? Every single time, that's what brings me right back. And that's my biggest success and my biggest, um, you know, love of what I'm doing. That sounds wonderful. So truly sounds like you found a career that is in alignment with your values and, and therefore you're extremely happy doing. Very much, very much so. Mm. Diane, would you like to share with us please about your books or, well, and a way that, that we can get in touch with you if there's somebody who's really drawn to, um, your work and the questions you're, you're able to ask? Yes, indeed. Um, so you've heard me mention my career coaching a number of times, and um, I'd love to have all of your listeners as clients. Um, well, one, you could explore my website. It's called yournextchapternow.com. And literally, that's what I love helping is people moving on to their next chapter. Um, but I also started writing my career clarity books because as Liesl said in the beginning, you can only reach so many people as clients. And so I realized that I wanted to be able to share what I had learned um, through my clients and what I had seen their success. So I started writing this career clarity ebook series. Um, and from that, you when you start, you can go on Amazon and find them and I'll explain the two that I have uh, right now and more to come. But you can hear my voice and I'm talk, I tried to write it as I was talking as if I was coaching people um, as my readers in the book. And the first one, it was called A to Z, 26 Keys to Career Change Success um, for Midlife Women, although it's certainly uh, valuable for anyone. And it's 26 keys that help you lay the groundwork for your personal platform of success. Um, and it's a general overview about career success, not just career change, but career success. Good for anyone, um, not even just career changers, as I said. And the second one, I decided to write, I mentioned it earlier, it's called Love It or Leave It, um, Do I Need to Change My Career? Or Is It Time to Change My Career? I wrote it because that's what more... Most of my clients were coming to me with that specific question in mind. So I wrote it as a workbook. There's also a free download that is associated with it that you can use as a journal. And it's written for those who aren't wild about their job but not sure what to do with it. With, about it. Um, it's focusing on solving that question and it does take you through some of the things we talked about earlier. What are your strengths? What are your values? Uh, what are things that you like to do? And then it helps you do an evaluation of your current job to see if it can be re-energized and stay in that position or do you need to go on and change to a, a different career or maybe just a different company that you're with? Um, and uh, and if you get them off of Amazon and you like them, I'd love to have you review them as well. Um, but just to mention, I thought I just realized this this morning, Liesl, as I was getting ready for this um, podcast with you, that it's been one year and plus two days, I think, from when my A to Z book was published. So I've actually put that book on sale sort of as a, you know, my anniversary gift um, to potential readers out there. So it's on sale for the next couple of weeks if someone wants to go look for it. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for letting us know. And congratulations with the, with your first anniversary. That's amazing. Yeah, I was totally surprised that it was already a year. <laughs> My goodness, yes, time does fly. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. So Diane's website just once again is yournextchapternow.com and that's how our listeners can get in touch with her. Yes. Diane, fabulous. Have you got any, oh, that was horrible English. Do you have any last <laughs> thoughts of inspiration or wisdom for us? A, a quote or a, or just a tip or something, um, that our listeners can take away? I do, Liesl. I'd say even if you aren't thinking of making a career change, I'd suggest that you do some internal searching to understand yourself better, to understand what drives you, what your strengths are, what your values are. And so even if it has nothing to do with your career and you love your career, actually it'll make, help you understand why you love your career so much. But that clarity is going to give you more confidence in everything. And from that, you'll be able to make more mindful, conscious decisions in all aspects of your life. Hmm. A very, very powerful tip from Diane. Thank you so much, Diane. It's been an incredible conversation, so packed full of wisdom and information. And it's been a big privilege for me to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, Liesl. It's very nice to be able to spread the word and to reach a wider audience than I have. So uh, thanks very much and uh, glad to have talked to your listeners. Thank you, Diane. And to our listeners, thank you, yes, very much indeed for listening in today. If you want more words of wisdom about making a career change mindfully, you can go to SavvySelfGrowth.com for articles, other interviews, and also the show notes of today's episode of Diane with all her links to her uh, social media and her website will be there and the links to her books as well. And if you need help uh, with finding a career that you will adore and love, please contact me through the website, SavvySelfGrowth.com or Diane through her website, YourNextChapterNow.com. And remember, fulfilling career is a journey that that involves the wisdom of the heart. It may take a little time, but the rewards are so incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For other inspiring guests and articles on career change and the notes of today's show, be sure to visit SavvySelfGrowth.com. Download your free gift while you're there. Thank you for sharing this show with a friend. Remember, a mindful career transition is a journey that involves the wisdom of the heart.